Very good morning and praise the Lord. Wishing you all a very happy and blessed 75th Independence Day. So there is jubilation all over the nation. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, this is the day. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is a very special day, a mega event. And the people across the nation are so happy because we are freed from foreign bondage. And uh, it was on 14th August, 1947, when the whole world was sleeping, the Indian parliament was in session and our late prime minister, Jawaharlal Nehru, gave a historic speech on India's twist with destiny. Two famous French authors, Dominic Lapierre and Laurie Callens wrote that uh, fabulous epic, Freedom at Midnight, revealing in vivid detail as to how our forefathers and great politicians about their commitment, dedication, and sacrifice for the sake of the motherland. Dear brothers and sisters, as we celebrate this big day, and mega event, it is very important as the children of God to celebrate our spiritual independence day, the day you and I were born again. You remember Nicodemus in John's gospel, third chapter, third verse, Jesus said to this religious leader, verily, verily, I say unto thee, unless you be born again, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Yes, the day you and I were born again, the day you and I repented and accepted Jesus Christ as our personal savior, that day is an important day because from that day hence, we were able to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Redeemer Jesus Christ as we read in 2 Peter 3.18. And uh, well, dear brothers and sisters, we are reminded of a nation which gained freedom at midnight. It, is a, it was the people of Israel. Because in Exodus 12, 31, we read that King Pharaoh, that dictator, summoned Moses and Aaron in the dead of night. And he gave them the order to leave Egypt with all their ship and cattle, with all their property. And the people of Israel remember that day even today. Yes, even today. I would like to read a couple of verses. Uh, John's, uh, this, uh, John's Gospel, 8th chapter, 36th verse. John 8, 36 says, If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Another verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Yes, the day we committed our life to Jesus, we are completely transformed and we lead a life that will be pleased by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there was a time the chosen people of Israel had to suffer under the bondage of slavery for 430 years in Egypt. 
That is what we read in Exodus 12 30, 40. Now a question crops up, if they were a chosen people, why they had to suffer? For the reason they disobeyed God, they led a worldly, wretched life, they mingled with their enemies and worshipped their gods and goddesses, they offered their children as sacrifice to their gods, instead of worshipping the Creator who blessed them immensely, they worshipped the creation. But then the Bible says when the people of Israel, when they were treated like slaves, when they cried unto God, God heard their prayer and sent a man named Moses to this world. Moses lived for 120 years. His life story can be divided into four, uh, uh, three important uh, stages. For the first 40 years, Moses became a prince in Egypt. He was a VVIP. People used to bow down before him. People used to salute him. He was a hero. But then in the next 40 years, he suddenly became a zero from the human point of view. He became a shepherd in the wilderness and desert. It was God's plan because God wanted to send him to a seminary to the wilderness and desert so that he could mold and shape Moses to be one of the greatest leaders of all time. Sometimes we want our children to you know, study in big famous colleges or seminaries abroad, or we want the best. But Moses had to obey God. Well, he was the meekest man of the Old Testament, but then in the last 40 years, he became a hero again, one of the greatest prophets of all time. In Hebrews chapter 11, we read about great stalwarts who had tremendous faith in God. We read about Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. Yes, his name is included in the Hall of Fame. And uh, well, when he was 80 years of age, he saw a strange scene in the wilderness, a burning bush, and he heard the voice of the living God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God said to Moses, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to deliver my people from bondage. But Moses had as many as five excuses. I remember it is in Isaiah 6, 8, we read, when God said to Isaiah, whom shall we send? Who shall go for us? Prophet Isaiah said, Lord, here am I, send me. Lord, here am I, send me. But Moses might have said, Lord, here am I, I send my brother Aaron, because he was not willing to go. So Moses had many excuses, but God asked him a question. Moses, Moses, what is it you're carrying in your hand? It was shepherd's crook, shepherd's staff. Probably Moses might have used hundreds of times without having a second look at it again. But God used shepherd's crook in the hands of Moses to perform great and mighty miracles. God used sling in the hands of David to kill Goliath. God used pitchers in the hands of Gideon and 300 men to vanquish their enemies. 
God used the jawbone of an ass in the hands of Samson, the superman of those days, to kill thousands of people. Yes, God used the sword of the spirit in the hands of Paul to preach the gospel with authority and power. Dear brothers and sisters, God can use what we have. Everyone is bestowed with gifts and talents, but then we have to use it for the glory of God. God has kept us in this world alive till this day, our minute and second, because in the 2 Corinthians 5.20, we read, we are the ambassadors of Christ. We represent Jesus Christ in this sin-cursed world. Our citizenship is in heaven because we are going to heaven one day very soon. And in Matthew 5.13 and 14, we read, Jesus said, you are the salt and light of the world. In this world of darkness, we have to shine forth for the Lord. Yes, now Moses ultimately goes back to Egypt. I had seen a poster of James Bond on Her Majesty's Secret Service. But Moses goes back to Egypt on His Majesty's Secret Service. Special mission, yes, to deliver the people of Israel. And in Egypt, Moses performed great and mighty miracles. Ten mighty miracles, but King Pharaoh that dictator, hard-hearted man, he was so stubborn, he did not want the people to go or leave Egypt. When Moses spoke to him, he said, nothing doing. I will never allow the people of Israel to leave Egypt. But when God, when God performed the 10th miracle, King Pharaoh started shaking. You know, in Proverbs 18.20, we read, Pride goeth before a fall. We know how, what happened to the, the great Titanic. The builder was asked, how strong is the ship? What was his response? Even God cannot destroy this ship. And rest is history. So, dear brothers and sisters, when we come to the presence of God, we should realize and understand our God is a holy God. Our God is a righteous God. According to Psalm 24, verse 3, we are not worthy to come unto the holy presence of God because the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, when he has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, only such people can come to the presence of God. But Jesus Christ has made us worthy because of his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. In 1 Peter 1.18, we read, we have been bought for a price, not with the corruptible things, the silver and gold, but with his precious blood. Yes. And ultimately, when God performed the tenth miracle, when all the firstborn of Egyptians were dead, King Pharaoh started trembling. Queen was in tears. She might have pleaded with the king saying, Oh, King Pharaoh, let the people go. Otherwise, we all will perish. And it was the dead of night. The Bible says in Exodus 12, 31, King Yes, and he called Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both you and children of Israel, and go serve the Lord, as you have said. And in verse 32, we read, he also said, Bless me also. Bless me also. Can you imagine? 
this stubborn dictator pleading with Moses to bless him? Yes, dear brothers and sisters, when God is with us, in the Psalm 27 verse 1 we read, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, whom shall I be afraid of? So Moses and Karen, they, have, they were given the green signal in the dead of night, and Israelites, like we Indians, gained freedom at midnight. When Moses and Aaron came out of Egypt, oh, Moses could not believe his eyes. There was a sea of human beings. The people, a mammoth gathering, they were waiting for Moses and Aaron. They were waiting for the good news. Their brothers and sisters, in Exodus 12, 37, we read, do you know how many people were there, young and strong? Six lakh people, six lakh people. What about women and children? What about their parents? What about the senior citizens? To know the number of the family, you may have to multiply by six, seven, or even 10, because during those days, they had more than 10 children. But even if you multiply by five, there were three, 30 lakh people, that is three million Israelites. It is simply amazing. And when Moses saw, he might have almost shouted to God saying, Oh God, what is it I'm seeing? From where shall I provide them water and food in the wilderness and desert? Well, you know, when God spoke to Moses in the burning bush, God never said, Moses, I want you to go to Egypt. There are three million people. You have to deliver them. What would happen? Moses would have come down running from Mount Sinai faster than Mr. Bolt the fastest runner in this world. Yes, but then God gave him a test. Moses passed the test because he had tremendous faith in the living God. He could see the pillar of cloud, Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, dear brothers and sisters, it was not easy for Moses. I was wondering when he addressed the gathering, there was no sound system. Well, he had the built-in amplifier maybe, he, people could listen to Moses, our God, you know, can do wonders. And then they came near the Red Sea. All the people of Israel started murmuring against Moses and God, in spite of witnessing 10 mighty miracles. Yes, 10 mighty miracles. But Moses, you know, though he saw the Red Sea, and the people could not see, but in his eyes of faith, he could see the highway beneath the Red Sea. Yes, many times we are in the, when we are in the midst of crisis, when we are surrounded by mountains problems, our faith will be shaken. Though we trust in the living God and loving Father, we run here and there to get some aid or help from our friends, from our neighbors, from our uh, colleagues, from our boss, sometimes even from politicians. And when we are cornered, what happens? We remember God. God never said, aha, uh -huh, now you remember me. I don't have time. You have to take appointment. Oh, no. Our God is a God who is available 24-7, 366 days in a year, if it is a leap year. Wow. In Psalm 121, verse 4 says, our God is a God who will never slumber or sleep. And in the very next verse we read, he stands very close to us like our shadow. Dear brothers and sisters, what a privilege to have our living, loving, almighty, all-sovereign God, the King of glory, standing beside us. 
you know that was a little boy jimmy very naughty witty little boy since his uh, grandmother could not go to the church every sunday he used to come back home and uh, tell her the story what he heard from the teacher and one day sunday morning he came running home and said grandma grandma do you know about moses have you heard about moses she said of course darling i know about moses what happened oh mama moses delivered israelites more than 3 million people but they were blocked by the red sea and they were not knowing what to do but moses ordered his engineers to construct a bridge across the red sea instantly the bridge was ready and he ordered the people of israel to walk across that bridge and when they were about to reach the other shore when they looked behind the egyptian soldiers were pursuing from behind oh they were greatly terrified but my grandma moses ordered his bomb squad specialist to blow off the bridge and all the egyptians were destroyed and then when they reached the other shore all the enemies came in confronted with the people of israel they would have destroyed them but moses took his walkie talkie and called the headquarters and within a matter of few minutes the planes bombarded the enemy position and moses won the war hands down his grandma was shocked she asked what did sunday school teacher matilda tell you this story i will call her right now <laughs> little boy started laughing oh no 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 grandma she did not say but if i were to tell you the true story you may not believe so i added some masala to it to just to uh, you know make you believe you know children nowadays they are very smart well now there is a story about the israelites but then their brothers and sisters you know got to care of the people for how many years well 40 long years in the wilderness and desert you know i was uh, uh, surprised to read an article and uh, you have to pause and think there were no shopping malls there were no ready made garment stores there were no butter shoe companies there were no hospitals no maternity ward for the newborn babes well but there was god emmanuel now according to the quarter master general of the army who is responsible for acquiring and distributing the correct quantity of supplies to the army you know all their necessities he has made a case study as to how much food wood and water the people required in the wilderness and desert you know regarding food 3 million people he had calculated they required 1500 tons of food every day 1500 tons of food every day yes to carry this food they required two freight trains 1 mile long besides remember they were in the desert so they would have had to have firewood for cooking and they would have required 4000 tons of firewood every day and few more freight trains 1 mile long to bring the firewood and what about water drinking water and some water to clean the uh, utensils can you imagine they wanted 11 not 1000 not like 11 million gallons of water every day can you imagine it 
and a freight train with the tank cars 1800 miles long 1800 miles long that is the distance between kanyakumari and new delhi such a long train with the tank cars every day they required 11 million gallons and now what about crossing the red sea they had to cross over during the night how many people not 3 lakhs but 30 lakhs that is 3 million people and their brothers and sisters listen to this if they go double file the line would be that is 2 by 2 you know the line would be 800 miles long and it would have taken 35 days to cross the red sea but then there has to be a space 3 mile long you didn't know three like wide three miles wide and at a time 50000 people in rows 50000 50000 50000 had to cross over then only it was possible for them to cross the red sea it is simply mind boggling in the bible we read in one sentence people of israel cried and god god sent a man named moses he delivered them from the bondage of slavery and led them to the land of milk and honey just one sentence but then if you go deep into it you realize and understand yes how god took personal interest in their life these days if you look around the world people are reeling under fear they wonder what is the world coming to whenever we hear the breaking news we wonder what is happening but then most of the prophecies have been told which have been foretold have been fulfilled word to word the good news is jesus is coming soon the days of grace will be over the days of judgment will be coming we have got an appointment with death in hebrews 9:27 we read it is appointed unto man once to die not twice to die once to die after this the judgment so dear brothers and sisters we have to prepare like the six wise virgins for that big day mega event we are going to hear trumpet sound and the angels singing till that day we have to run the race heavenly race with endurance as we read in hebrews 12:2 we have to focus on jesus the author and finisher for faith but only pray god someone was asking me why can't god heal all the covid patients i said yes definitely provided leaders of the nation people across the world will repent like the people of Nineveh and humble before God and as we read in second chronicles 7:14 where where God said if my people who are called by my name humble themselves turn away from their wicked ways seek my face and pray i will listen from heaven and heal their land instantly god can heal every covid patient but then we have no time to pray no time to humble before god we are worried about social distancing who is responsible you and i because of the spiritual distancing with the heavenly father so dear brothers and sisters uh, i would like to share a story a young man he gained freedom at midnight it is from taiwan taiwan is in the news these days right uh, there was a family that only son and uh, he used to go to sunday school he used to go to church but when he started going to the college because of french circle he started smoking and taking drugs he wanted money parents did not give so he went to a lady hostel in the night to steal but he was not successful when he was co- coming out of the co- compound gates someone 
through a copy of the New Testament, New Testament, and it fell in front of him. It was a red-colored New Testament. It was looking beautiful. He thought, oh, it is uh, maybe a beautiful diary. He picked it and placed it in his pocket. And when he came to know, when he reached home, it was a New Testament. He was very angry. He threw it on the floor. God had a plan for him. He was restless. He could not sleep. When he opened his eyes, he could see this copy of the Bible. He opened the Bible. And there he read, you know, thou shalt not steal. That very verse touched him. And he started weeping. He remembered the Sunday school days. You know, even in the Ten Commandments, we received, we read, thou shalt not steal. Yes. And he repented. He committed his life to God. Next day, he told his dad and mom. They were so happy. And then he appeared for exam. He passed in first class. And he prayed for a job. He got a good job. And then he prayed for a life partner. He got a beautiful girl. And sometimes, you know, he had a married, good married life. He was carrying this copy of the New Testament in his pocket. It was worn out. Once his wife asked him, why are you so much attached to this copy of the New Testament? He said, well, uh, you know, he told the story. Uh, I was a drug addict. I went to a lady's hostel. I could not find anyone. Someone from the top too. this copy of the New Testament was completely transformed. I got a job. Then I prayed. I got you. You know what she said? Ah, now I remember. Do you know the one who threw the copy of the New Testament? It was me. It was me. Amazing. Amazing. In Mark 10, 27, we read, the things that are impossible for God is possible for man. Impossible for God. Well, now while concluding, I want to encourage you. In the storms of crisis, there is someone who is greater than the storms and mightier than the waves, who is able to say even today, in this 21st century, peace be still. Because in Hebrews 13, 8, we read Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And dear brothers and sisters, because of Jesus, there is hope for tomorrow, confidence in our future, light in our darkness, victory in our defeat, success in our failure, and the love of Christ at all times, at all times. May the Lord add his blessings to the hearing of the word. Shalom and God bless. Shall we pray? Loving Father, once again, we bow down before your holy presence, Lord. We thank and praise you for as we are sojourners in this world, you are taking care of each one of us as you took care of the people of Israel in wilderness and desert. You are a God who can perform the miracles even today in this 21st century. We humble before you, Lord. We bow down before you. We pray for each one of us. We pray for those who are not or could not join. Lord, this morning we pray for India. We pray for the president, vice president. We pray for the prime minister, cabinet members, MLS, police force, the judges. We pray for the soldiers who defend the nation. We pray for the farmers, daily wagers, every one of them. Lord, one day help them to know thee as their Lord and Savior. Dear Lord, we thank and praise you for your goodness, for your love, for your promise. Behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. As you are faithful to us, help us also to be faithful unto your master. In Jesus' precious and blessed name we pray. Amen. Let us receive the benediction in reverence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit abide with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.